Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Lance's House of Sports. Don't forget to rate the podcast, share it with a friend, and tune in weekly for weekly podcasts. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to start talking about sports on Lance's House of Sports. Welcome back. I'm your host, Lance Wyatt. I'm here with the boy, Ben Gabriel, back where we always are in our home. Good. It's time to talk about sports as we have been gone for a couple weeks, all of most of February. Yeah. What happened? A lot to catch up on. <laughs> what happened? Well, I'll tell you what happened, Ben. I'll tell you that the Super Bowl was fantastic. Uh, that wasn't the first overtime Super Bowl, was there? Was it? First ever overtime Super Bowl? I, be- I believe it was. Yeah, I think it was. And it was the Kansas City Chiefs that, of course, inevitably came up on top. It was a whirlwind of a first half, but at the end of the day, it was the defenses that came up big, and it was Patrick Mahomes in the clutch, getting the ball last, and doing what he does best, and that's winning games. How about, uh, remember uh, last summer when he was doing the match golf thing with Charles and um, all those boys from TNT? Yeah. And they brought up to him how, uh, you know, you're always in close games, Pat. Like, why is that? And he said, you know, I just make for great TV. just love Mm -hmm. making things interesting. Because at the end of the day, Patrick Mahomes is the best in the world, but every single goddamn time, the Chiefs find a way to make it interesting. And they did, as they were losing – pretty much the entirety of that game. Yeah. And yet at the end of the day, they still came out on top. Hell of a game from the Chiefs. Yeah. Well, they yeah. played well. Yeah. <laughs> they played well. <laughs> they played well. 25-22 final. As, uh, you know, the biggest, you know, the biggest controversy that came in from the media after the game was, you know, the 49ers didn't know the overtime rules in the Super Bowl. Hadn't talked about it once all year long. And yet the Kansas City Chiefs, their side of the media came out that they talked about it every single week starting from week one of the season. It was an emphasis in them in the postseason. Is that another? Is that something we should be worried about with Kyle Shanahan and the way he, he's coaching in the biggest moments? As Could you be. know, we talked about this last time on the podcast. Yeah. How Kyle Shanahan coaches in the biggest moments in the biggest games. Always lets him down. Now we can't, I mean, we can't put the, the entire game on Kyle Shanahan. No. It was it was a beautiful game from start to finish. It really was. It was an unexpected style play. But I know what I know it was a couple weeks ago we've had some time off. But if there's one thing you could remember about that game that the 49ers messed up. What was it? What would you say it would be? Not running the ball with Christian McCaffrey in the second half. Yeah. I don't know what they were thinking. He still finished the game with 22 attempts. Only uh only 80 rushing yards though. I believe yeah. he also had 80 receiving or 70. Yeah, I mean he balled. He, I mean, he balled. played great outside of the very first drive when he coughed it yeah, up. Yeah, but he need, but he needed to get the ball more in the second half on the ground. Twenty-two carries, also had eight catches, had eighty on both receiving and rushing. Yeah, had that fumble loss though. He's the best. What'd you think of Brock Purdy's performance? Twenty-three for thirty-eight, two fifty-five, a touchdown. I know he didn't beat the goat, but I think he proved that he can play in the biggest moments for sure. Yeah, yeah. he played well. Yeah, I mean from for being last in the NFL draft to now just played in his first Super Bowl a couple years later. I mean, that's pretty crazy. He played well. Credit where credit's due. Never yeah. seen anything like it. Yeah. Another another thing we may have never seen anything like the winning side of the football game in the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes. I've been saying it all postseason. The man is... What? What's what so, what so funny about that? 
The inevitable, I was saying it all postseason, Patrick Mahomes. It's this man's third Super Bowl in his first seven years in the league. Back-to-back champion, first time in over a decade, I believe. The dynasty is officially here for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. But how good is Patrick Mahomes right now? We talk about it all the time. Where are you ranking him right now after the third Super Bowl? All time? All time. Second, third. Yeah. Still not putting him over Brady. Well, yeah, of course. He's still got a lot of catching up to do. Yeah, I mean. But if there's no retire, retiring from anybody in Kansas, Kansas City's side, bringing back. Uh, yeah. But, you Andy. know, you got like Brady, you got Manning, you know, you got all these guys. But yeah, Mah- you got Mahomes Marino, is up there okay. with them, tier one, you know. Without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, I, I was trying to make the argument that he's two all-time already with the stuff he's been doing in the league, in the modern era, too. Yeah. I mean, it's – he's the best right now. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I hope he doesn't win another one. He probably will. He probably will. I mean <laughs> – I hope he doesn't. It's just seeming like everyone was so excited that now that Brady was gone out of the league, there was finally going to be parity. A lot of teams are going to be winning. That's not going to be the case these next 10 years. It's going to be owned by Patrick Mahomes. We'll see. We'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if that's not the case. As of right now, that's that's the case. That's yeah. the future of the NFL. You can talk about all the superstars you want in the league. Nobody's beating that, man. That's fine. <laughs> Staying real quiet on a topic about this. You got to Someone has beat him. Someone's beat him more than he beat him. You know who I'm thinking of? Mr. Joe Burrow. <laughs> Three and one. What is he in the playoffs against them? One, one and one. one. It's fine. Who had the most recent win? I mean, the Chiefs beat him in the regular season when Joe Burrow was hurt. I was talking about in the postseason. Joe Burrow got him the first time. Yeah. Back on the second time. They need a rematch. We'll see how the Bengals do in their comeback season as they've we're, been every we're other We're going to be fantastic. Past. Yeah, they will. We're Just franchise tag T. Higgins. Yeah. We're going to be nice. It's looking good for you guys. It would be interesting to see what you guys do in the draft. Except we just... <laughs> Installed that new turf. Did you see that? I did not. We're getting a new turf, and it's the same one that MetLife uses. Really? Yeah. And all the Bengals fans are like, we just ruined his career. That is the last thing I would have <laughs> ever expected to hear. They said it's the best turf, but like it's obviously not. So they're obviously not paying attention to what's going on in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Like, Why are you going to switch turfs and not just get grass? Yeah. That's been such a huge discussion this offseason. Even in the middle of the season. We it's saw it week one, man. game one. In MetLife with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. That's that's crazy. It's not something I was expecting to hear today. When did that information come out? Like yesterday. If he gets hurt this year, I might switch teams. Joe? <laughs> if, he's, if he has like a non-contact injury, I'm... You might switch teams. <laughs> <laughs> like what are they thinking getting that MetLife turf? I have no idea. <laughs> I, can't, I really can't believe that you said that. I thought that was the last thing that would have come out of your mouth with new turf. I understand. They said it's the best of the best turf, but like it's because it saves them the most money. That's what it is. It just looks good. It's dog. Yeah, shit. I mean it's. I mean I, I'm sure it's great turf. I'm sure it is. <laughs> yeah, but it just seems like there's a lot of non-contact injuries that happen on that playing surface, and I can't believe they're transitioning over to that. I don't know. Well, we'll leave. we don't have to. Me neither. <laughs> go crazy. Yeah, I just that's crazy, but. Something we should be curious about, something you should be curious about with your Bengals is, you know, what's going to happen in this upcoming draft, this 2024 draft is there are a ton of studs at a bunch of different positions, especially on the offensive, on the offensive end um, in this first round of this draft. 
if you have something to say about your Bengals, you can. Because if not, I mean, this this topic of conversation, as you know, is going to be carried by the conversation of what are the Bears going to do with the number one overall pick. But the Bengals, what they need to do? What do you? That was that was your question. Yeah, if you have anything to say about your Cincinnati Bengals, let's get this out of the way. If you do, <laughs> if Brock Bowers falls very far, then I would trade up a couple picks to get him. But like, what do you consider very far outside top ten? Outside like the top 12, 14. If he's there at 14, like I'm trading up to 14. Because, I mean, I'm looking at all of these player rankings. I'm looking at multiple different ones. And, like, you know, Brock Bowers is top eight prospect. Yeah. Um, and I understand that the tight end is the most needed position in the league. It's probably one of the, yeah, but one it, of the bottom ones. But Tight ends have proven to be important. Extremely important. Especially, especially the, recently. Yeah, I agree. Without a doubt. Like a fast, good route running tight end is can win you games, you know. Travis I mean, Kelsey. Looking at the looking at the few teams, because let's say it does fall outside the top ten, because right now it's projected that way. Because a lot of teams in the top ten need quarterbacks. Yeah, and uh, they need quarterbacks, weapons, yeah. offensive tackles. Getting into it right now. Bears do hold the number one overall pick. We still don't really know what they're going to do, but it's looking like they're going to trade it away and draft Caleb Williams. It's ridiculous. And I know we talk about it off air all the time. I know we were you probably talk about it in every sports conversation that comes up. I swear it's literally everywhere. Yeah. Even if you're not a fan of the game, you know about this topic of conversation. Is it the right move? Is it the right move? I got an Ohio State bias, so I'm gonna say no. I mean, I think they should keep Justin Fields, trade back to the three pick, draft Marvin. You still got your eight pick, you'll get another like Nine pick. You'll probably nine pick. You'll probably get another second round pick. You gotta assume a team's gonna give up a lot to trade from three to one just to get Caleb Williams. Yeah. You know? They're gonna get more picks. I think they need depth. I think they can get a lot of depth by trading that one pick, keeping Justin Fields. Are you saying like trying to get more picks or cause I feel like You're trying to get more picks and you can time, get after, an extra weapon. Uh, yeah, I agree. But I just think at the same time, after a draft like this that's about to go down. The Bears have a chance to be in win-now mode soon. I mean, yeah, I agree they're still pieces away, but they can become a playoff team. Yeah. They got the opportunity with these two top ten picks they have. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, look what the Texans did. Exactly. I don't think Caleb Williams is a C.J. Stroud. I just don't. You don't think he's going to have the talent that Stroud does? I think he has the talent. I just don't know if he has the mentality. It doesn't seem like he has that leader, like, you know. It's hard to people, tell. People shit on it's like hard to find that. game managers. But it's hard to find that. Yeah. I think C.J. Stroud, the reason why he went two and not one over Bryce Young was because he was kind of hidden within that OSU offense. Yeah. I mean, we've never been known to produce to produce a top NFL quarterback until we brought out Justin Fields and, yeah. and uh, C.J. Stroud now. And Justin Fields was getting hate the first couple of years of his career. Still getting hate. Still getting hate. I agree. He's finally starting to get that love from Bears fans, though. I mean, in the last couple of weeks he played – fantastic yeah i just thought even at the end of his the second year of his career i mean he was running out of his mind he was running have you seen his stats this year compared to lamar's stats this year i have i mean they're not as good no they're not but he's like he's 400 less he got six more picks or whatever yeah but he has 400 more rushing yards and yeah you know like see that he's not that far off i saw that and it didn't really surprise me he like, runs the ball. He's in the wrong time. system. Like I'm, it's, it's very obvious. And that's like, why. And that's why. Like for, I still kind of believe it with my true gut that like you want to keep Justin Fields. Like he's yeah. a great player and he will be great in this league. 
But at the same time, it just seems like it's not going to work in Chicago with him. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Like, right. sometimes it's better just to part ways for both sides, the organization and the player, and just start fresh. Yeah. And I think both the player and the organization have an opportunity to do this. And it's looking like it's going to go in that direction. Justin yeah. Fields has. He'll be a starter wherever he goes. I think the Bears will still care about, like, they'll, he'll have a say in where he goes, you know? They're going to trade him for whoever gives him the best. Best no, but I think they'll do him right. You know, like if he says, "Like I want to, I want to yeah, be a as Falcon." Of right, as of right now, it's looking like a Falcon or Steeler, yeah. right? Yeah, I'll be shocked if he doesn't go to one of those two teams. Honestly, I'd agree. And those are two places you probably want to play in right now. That they, both both franchises have a lot of potential. If I'm Justin Fields, I absolutely want to play in Pittsburgh. You wouldn't want to play the, in Pittsburgh. I know they have the history, but you they go nine and eight with Kenny Pickett, and Mason Rudolph. Yeah. Imagine if you had Justin Fields to that team. With they that, have weapons that, that have defense? been going undervalued for years. Yeah. What's probably top five defense in the league? A top five defense in the league. If you have a top defense, you'll always be good. That's why the Steelers are good. Yeah. And now you give Justin Fields an opportunity with George Pickens, with Deontay Johnson. Najee Harris has run for a thousand yards each of the last three years. I couldn't believe that when I saw yeah, that. Yeah, I can't believe that either. But he does it. And Jalen Warren rushed for a thousand yards. And Jalen Warren's big time. Too. Jalen Warren's big time. Pratt Fryermuth, up and coming. I think he's big time. I still am a believer in Darnell Washington. He didn't. He was literally on the field to block and only block when he played this year. Yeah. But I like him and his future value. Honestly, I think I think the Steelers can contend if they get Justin Fields. Honestly, contend for sure. You think Justin Fields is for that, sure? You think Justin Fields is that good? I think he can be that good. I say it all the time. I think he still has a lot, lots of room for improvement. He needs to stop running into his own line trying to scramble up the middle. He needs to have better uh, awareness. He needs to be more consistent with throwing the ball, but he can throw the ball. Yeah. He can throw a bullet. He can throw it deep. Yeah. He can throw it on all three levels. He just needs to be more consistent. He needs to go through his reads better. He throws too many picks. He needs a better O-line, dude. All right, and I think that's going to get a lot better if he goes to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's O-line is terrible. It's not terrible. It's pretty bad. It's not terrible. Terrible, I think you're stretching a little bit. Middle of the road. That's All right. Is that better or worse than Chicago's? Probably better. A little better. And you got to think if they make a move for Fields, they're probably going to get somebody on the line and draft and free agency, something. We'll see. You, were, you, were, you think you'd be better off in Atlanta? <laughs> yes. What makes you say that? I just like, I don't know. I just like those weapons better. Bajan, you got Bajan, you got Kyle Pitts, you got Drake London. Corderell, you have good running backs, Tyler Algier. I mean, no one talks about him as... Well, it's going to be the Bijan the- show. They got they got a new court, or they got a new head coach in there. Bijan's yeah. going to be the main focal point of the offense. Yeah, next could year. you imagine him with Justin Fields? It's a disgusting backfield. I agree. Maybe I'm I, maybe I'm hesitant to see him go to the Steelers because I've never seen them have a dual threat quarterback. Kenny Pickett, I guess, but exactly like you know, like he can run, but like no, I don't agree with that at all. Kenny Pickett said. All right, well. That was a bust. Fa- the fake slide? No, that was a bust. Yeah, sure. all right, cool. It was a nice fake, fake slide. It, <laughs> it got him drafted in the first it round. It was definitely so. a bust. Got him drafted it top did. 20. It did. <laughs> so I swear, all because of that fucking fake slide. Yeah. but It was a fake slide. <laughs> but, yeah, I, th- I, think this, I think it's a better organization. I think I they know how to that. win. They got a better coaching staff. Mike Tomlin has proven. He's never had a losing season in his career. With the shit teams he's had in the last couple of years, with Big Ben, I understand. 
And everyone knew there was going to be problems once Big Ben retired, which and there has been. Fans have been even more pissed because they don't suck. They stay in the middle of the pack. They compete each year. With Justin Fields, you win 10, 11, 12 games. At least 10 games. They won nine this year. Yeah. They were terrible. <laughs> they were terrible. If someone told you that the Steelers won five games this year, you probably would not be shocked. Yeah. They won nine. But we said it earlier, their defense is that good. Yeah. It'll be very interesting. And now with the number two and number three pick, you got the Washington Commanders. They've changed up their staff. New England Patriots, they changed up their staff. End of an era for the New England Patriots. They're trying to start fresh. I mean, it's looking like as of right now, you know, Jaden Daniels, Drake May are the two guys that are looking for those spots. Yeah. Now, you think fit matters at all going into that? Or what do you think is best for those that scenario for the number two, number three pick. I don't know. Because Marvin Harrison is on the board. No, I feel like people can't forget Marvin that. Marvin Harrison's the best player in the draft. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I think the receivers that are in this draft, like there's a, there's a reason why they're all projected top ten. Mike Neighbors is crazy. Roma Dunze is crazy. I mean. Oh, my gosh. How far down is he? Who? I mean, Xavier Worthy first off, and then Keon Coleman, too. Yeah. Right now, the prospects, they got them listed as top 30 prospects? No, nah, this can't be right. This can't be right. <laughs> They're not even in this top 25? ESPN. That's a sin. I mean, ESPN has Malik Neighbors as the fourth overall prospect, has Roman Dunze as the eighth overall prospect. Well, they have Marvin, second. Number one. Number one. Yeah, as he should be. He's the best. Yeah, but... I don't know. Not having. What do you think about that decision by him? Not working out at the combine at all. Uh, I, I hate it. I wanted to watch it so bad. Yeah, I, I wanted agree. to watch him watch a four, run a four three five, and have yeah. a forty inch vertical. Is he going to go to the? So this is the combine. He'll do Ohio about, State's right? pro day. Yeah, he'll go to the pro day. I think that's all that matters. He doesn't need to go to the. Combine. No, he doesn't. He really doesn't. <laughs> you don't want to risk anything. Yeah. He knows he's really good. Caleb Williams isn't working out either. So. What do you what do you think of this? I think this is quite interesting. Um, ESPN, I mean, and there's no knock. I think he's a great player. ESPN has Xavier Leggett. Who's that? He's a wide receiver from South Carolina. He's really good, really fast. Okay. They got he. They have him listed over all of the names I just said, over as well as Brian Thomas Jr. from LSU. I know he's good. Over Xavier Worthy. Over. It's a different game. Yeah. I think ceiling ceiling matters more. I mean, I agree with the top three being Marvin Harrison Jr., Malik Neighbors, Roma Dunze. Yeah. For sure. That's easy. I think Keon Coleman's being left off that list, though. That dude is... He has good hands, but I just... And he's he's big. Yeah. What are you thinking? Do you think he's... Uh, I just think, think I'd be surprised steal? if he went out of the first round. If he goes out of the first round, I think that's a steal wherever he goes. Yeah. I think he's going to be a great receiver. But I, I guess... That's how deep the wide receiver class is. This yeah, year. it really is. You know, Marvin Harrison, Malik Neighbors, Roma Dunze, Brian Thomas, Xavier Leggett, Donnie Mitchell, Lad McConkey, Troy Franklin. Can't forget about Troy Franklin from Oregon. He's a dog. Yeah. And then it kind of, I think it kind of drops off. I don't know if you know guys like, like you'll know Jalen Polk, Jalen McKillen from Washington's team. But yeah, let's uh, stay on topic with these top picks. Is with those top guys. Luther, or is he going back to Missouri, the wide receiver? Luther Bolden or burden or something i mean i don't see him on this list so he's probably going back for another year he'll be a high draft pick next year so just you know top 10 picks bears commanders patriots cardinals chargers new york giants with the six pick tennessee titans with the seven pick 
Atlanta Falcons with the eight pick, and then it rounds out the top ten with Chicago Bears again, and then New York Jets. I think I I could probably name a couple of those teams. I could probably use one of those top receivers with obviously the Arizona Cardinals being one of them. We'll yeah. see what ends up happening with Marvin, where he ends up going. It's looking like he's going to go to Arizona as the first three picks are going to be taken by QBs, which I understand. Commanders and Patriots, both teams that need QBs. I get QBs. it, but you know who's going to well, fuck up? Whoever takes Drake May. He's going to be a fucking bot. You think? Yes. I think Drake May can be a good quarterback. He's like a – he's just he's like a great, another Sam great. Howell, Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph type of guy. Like, he's a bum. No, I don't think he's a bum. <laughs> he's better than those guys. That dude can throw the football. We'll see. I just I really think he can throw the football. The only ACC quarterback I've really thought was what you need in the NFL is a yeah yeah. And you can make that argument all you want. You can make that argument all you want, but we see it all the time. We see it all the time. You know, we see all the time. Bus the first three picks. All right, and that's why it's called the NFL draft. I just feel bad. I like Drake May. Honestly, hopefully they take Jaden Daniels. But Drake May is listed as the number three overall prospect. Second being Jaden Daniels at the quarterback position. Fourth being JJ McCarthy. Ranked higher than Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr. I don't like that. I know there's been a lot of hype over J.J. McCarthy over these last couple weeks since they won the national championship, but... He got carried. I really like Michael Penix. Yeah. If he keeps sliding, I'll... I mean, it's looking like, what, he's going to be a late first, second round pick? Yeah. I think it's... He's just... How old is Michael Penix already? 26? Yeah. He's... (laughs) He's, like, older than Joe Burrow. Probably not. He's like Joe Burrow. He was age. in college for a very long time. Six, seven but years. But I think that I think people kind of sleep on that nowadays. He's had a ton of experience. I know, but he doesn't have a ton of time left. <sighs> That's crazy talk. It's not. He has had two he's had two a ton of time left. No, he can play for fifteen years if he wants. He had two ACL mean, He had it. two ACL injuries, dude. He can't run the ball anymore. He's not who he He doesn't need to run the football. But do you remember him in Indiana? And he can still run it if he threat? needs to. Yes, I understand. Risk getting Where hurt. Where did he have his best years, though? Yeah, with, post-surgeries. With three NFL wide receivers. Oh, and he's about to go into the league and play with more NFL wide receivers. Against we don't know NFL how DBs. good those... Against NFL DBs. Okay. He's going to be a bum. It's definitely an interesting topic of discussion. I disagree. I think Michael Penix... He is too... He's, I, I think he has one of the best arms in the draft. He's too injury prone. That's definitely a reason why not to take somebody. Yeah. And that's why he's going to fall. Yeah. But sometimes you got to take chances he's on towards He ACL two times, like... Against. And he came back and was the best player in college football. Relax. The best in college football. Best quarterback. He was. He was the best quarterback in college football this year. And yeah, sure. Sure. Okay. He, had the, he had the best stats. If I'm a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers and he falls, why not take a gamble? If you don't go and get Justin Fields, and I don't think they should sign Russell Wilson, I think that's a terrible idea. You're trying to find a franchise quarterback. I agree. And if you got to and if you got to keep taking gambles in the draft, so be it. There's a lot of guys with good potential in this draft. I don't think they draft a Michael Penix. You get Justin Fields before you go get Michael Penix. I agree. It's just you know there's a big price to pay to go get Justin Fields. I feel like the Bears are willing to give him away at this point. No, definitely not. They're gonna get him for something. They're gonna get him for a first round pick. Which if you want to trade your first round pick this year to go get Justin Fields, I'm kind of all for it. If I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers, I don't know. That's just me. You think Bears would get? Three first round picks. How how crazy would that be? I mean, we saw it. Didn't I don't hit. know if that's going to happen. I just because it is a good like, idea for I, the Bears. We I talked about it off air. Draft Caleb Williams. If Roma Dunze falls in falls a nine, swoop him up, stack him up with DJ Moore, trade Justin Fields. Let's say the Steelers just do that for the sake of our conversation right now. 
Now you have another top 20 pick in the NFL draft where you're going to have options. You're going to have options. You can get an offensive tackle. You can get a you can get a DB, which you would probably like to pair up with Jalen Johnson. That would be ridiculous, depending on if you get the right guy. But do you get more for trading the first pick in the draft? For trading Caleb Williams, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, of course you do. Of course you do. Why don't they do that? They get but it, is so more better picks. with that? Is more better right there? DJ Moore. Is, DJ Moore? is more better. <laughs> you said they're going to get more for the one pick. I'm saying is more better and that not Yeah, more MO. picks, more depth, more, you know, you can trade your picks. You can do a lot with picks. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I think it's really interesting. So we'll, we'll just leave it there then. As we got probably it seems like a month and a half until this NFL draft actually takes place. We got a lot to still figure out, see what gets moved around draft picks wise. But it's going to be an interesting draft, and I'll I'll leave it at that. As there's going to be a ton of top NFL players in this draft. I I got a feeling for it. But with that being said, I mean, got to move it over to basketball. Got to move it over to the NBA specifically. But before I do, because there is a lot of shift, a lot of movement that's been made in the NBA these last couple of weeks post All Star break. You know, we never talk about OSU basketball, man, and it's understandably. I think if you're a fan of <laughs> basketball, you understand why we never talk about Ohio State basketball. It's frustrating. It's rough. But you know what? These last couple weeks or two, after letting Chris Holtman go, and yes, if you don't keep up with Ohio State basketball, it's breaking news, letting go Chris Holtman, firing him a couple days prior to the Purdue game, they've been playing some decent basketball. We're favorited. Since playing We're favorited tomorrow night. Under interim Jake Diebler. Nebraska. Is that right? Isn't that crazy? Nebraska's twenty and eight. They're a good basketball team, but How the fuck are they twenty? I'm not a huge fan of them. But since taking over with interim coach Jake Diebler, they're sent, they're two and one. They've won a road game for the first time in over a year. I don't know if you know that. Any road game? I thought it was Any just road game. <laughs> it might maybe it was a Big Ten road game, but still. It's terrible. I think it might have been a Big Ten road game, but still, that's over a year. And hitting a buzzer beater shot, a double clutch shot by Dale Bonner to win the game 60-57 over yeah, Michigan we're State. Yeah, playing freshman now. It's about goddamn time. Yeah, I, I agree. Had the third best recruiting class I like in the that Diebler's doing that. But, man, it was, a, it was a really fun game to watch against Purdue, taking down that one of those top teams in the country. Yeah. As I mean, don't look now, but Ohio State might have a percentage chance to make the tournament. And now that percentage might be 0.1. But from what I've seen a lot of articles come out these last couple of days, they got a chance. If they win out, if they win these next three games, beat Nebraska, beat Michigan, beat Rutgers, and then maybe make it to the championship game and lose, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> They'd probably have to run the table in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, but I think we'd have to win the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, we too. probably would. I saw something <laughs> that said they have like a – Maybe sliver 0.1% chance if they went out. Right, why are we talking about it? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think they should do with the head coaching spot, honestly? Because there's not a ton of big-name head coaches out there to replace Chris Holman. And as Ohio State as a program, I mean, you got to think, Ohio State is a very pronoun school. We're one of the biggest schools in the nation. Yeah, We need to have a good basketball program. We need to get back to those Thad Mata ways with that Thad Mata recruiting. And I'm just I'm curious who Ohio State ends up going to get to fill in that role. I saw they went and tried to get Jay Wright, former Villanova head coach, before he retired. He said he's not coming out of retirement, though. And if I'm him and Ohio State 
they want me to come and fix the program, I probably wouldn't want to do it either. Honestly, <laughs> I probably would not. It is a tough task. That is up for whoever comes in. And I feel like it's not that tough. Though. I think it is. I think it's got tougher the, than you think. Got the best facilities. Who wants to come to Ohio? We're in a great basketball we have state. Facilities. Recruiting we have should be pretty easy. We have good facilities. Do we have the best? Yes. Are you kidding me? Yes, we have the best facilities. It's like us, Bama, Texas. We have 70,000 students. You hear a lot about football. If you're talking about all the 70,000 students, <laughs> then I think you need to relax because the they have a lot the buildings of, they have that a lot I have my classes in aren't that great. <laughs> Mine just a lot are pretty good. I will say that. We're Maybe in they different just fields. care about the science. I think they probably do. <laughs> they probably don't. They know the sports people don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all don't even have AC over there. There's journalism buildings. Yeah. No. Yeah, we, it's hell in the no. summer. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing I don't go to class in the summer. We'll see about it's this. It's the worst part about But I don't know. It, it'll just be interesting to see what Ohio State does from here. Because it was looking very promising at the beginning of the season before we entered conference play. I think we started nine and one on the year. Yeah, the new addition of Jameson Battle was tremendous. Not our year. Didn't get Bronny. Can't coach. What are you gonna do? We Glad. had the top three recruiting class in the country last year, and none of the freshmen play. I want. I agree that some of them don't play, but like I'm not. A, hate speaking this way. I'm not a big fan of Devin Royals' game. He can't shoot. I feel like he'll never be able to fully expand his game unless he becomes a shooter. Because teams just sag off on him and let him shoot. Scotty Middleton, I think, it can be really good. He's a really trem- tremendous upside. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. The hole that our program's in right now is gonna be tough to get out of. We gotta. I think Bronny could have done that. But <laughs> honestly, I really do. Dude, Bronny averages five, two, and two. Because he doesn't even get to play. Because there's so many other great recruits on that team. And they're still five hundred. They're not good either. Yeah. Their coach, their coach needs to go. Talk about a coach that needs to get fired. <laughs> USC's coach is awful. <laughs> I think that's enough college basketball. <laughs> it's about to be March, but it's not March yet. It's not March yet. Although I do really like UConn. I'm going to be in uh, like Florida for March Madness. There's wow. a, a single app that you can sports bet on. I have to download it. So there is or is not? There is one. FanDuel and DraftKings and all those are banned in Florida, but the Hard Rock, Seminole app. You're giving out information for these guys right now. <laughs> You're going to be in Florida for spring break. Hard Rock app. You'd be surprised how many people are going to take note of that, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> you, I feel, I mean, you really will. <laughs> Nick, I know Nick and Michael will be in Florida for spring yeah. break. Yeah. Let's, let's move over to the NBA because <laughs> I can't stay away any longer. As, you know, Obviously, just coming off the NBA All-Star weekend in that, a whole spiel, you know, three-point contest, rising star, celebrity game, dunk contest. Joel Embiid getting hurt. How have the Sixers been doing since he got hurt when we last talked about it? Terrible. I'll give you a hint, not good. <laughs> but I want to start with, you know, little. did you get a chance to watch any of the All-Star Weekend? Did you put yourself through that and watch any of it or no? No, nah, I mean, I caught a glimpse of the three-point contest. Yeah. It's not worth it. To I me, mean, man. it was pretty. It was pretty exciting, but no one went crazy. Everyone scored twenty-seven. Everyone yeah. scored twenty-seven, which are good scores. But I really enjoyed the Steph or Sabrina event that they did. I thought that was really exciting. Sabrina looked good. She dropped twenty-seven herself from the NBA line. Yeah, she's a great shooter. But, you know, talking about inevitable players on this podcast, Steph Curry is one of them. Yeah. Especially when it comes to the three, he ended up beating her. I thought that was really exciting. My boy Jalen Brown was getting a lot of hate in the dunk contest. I did not understand it because he want because he because ju- he jumped <laughs> over Kai Sinat. Like cool. I don't think he was trying to make it anything more than it was. He deserved to that dunk over he a guy in a chair. That hate, dude. Why? 
Dude. It was just a prop. It was just like, it's not. Some dude the jumped over. The prop isn't him jumping over Kaisenat. It's him doing the D Brown dunk. And he didn't even do it. No, nah, he didn't. He didn't do it to his full <laughs> ability. He's not. But that wasn't his only dunk. It wasn't his only dunk. You see his Michael Jackson with the left hand glove dunked at the left. It was tough. Cool, dude. He was getting a lot Someone of Someone jumped over like, like Shaq before. Yeah, okay. Like people jump over seven footers. I was just trying to say I th- he was getting a like, lot of unexpected. Like Blake just Griffin got hate for dunk dunk contest. jumping over Just be Ikea. glad he did it. I'm not glad. He fucked it up. I'm trying to see something Relax. better than that. You're not. His dunks were so good. So many guys that I would rather see. He had see. some nice windmills, some nice 360s. Oh, nice. People he do did. that in game. They were good dunks. People do that in game. This is the dunk Relax. contest. Fucking Roddy Gale did a Whatever, windmill dunk dude. against Maryland in double overtime. Like, that's not special. My Boston Celtics are sitting at 46 and 12 right yeah, now. The best team in the East. Win streak, the best team in the East, the best team in the league. It's looking like, it's looking like they are unstoppable <laughs> with Chris Epps, Porzingis. Oh, my goodness. Jason Tatum, he's been getting a lot of MVP. ESPN just decided they wanted to bring that narrative up to light, which was weird because for two weeks straight, it was who's going to be the next face of the league. Why isn't Jason Tatum in MVP conversations? Like, you got to let that stuff be. You got to let it happen naturally. And I understand they got to talk about something. But, like, no, Tatum, he should be in the MVP convo, but no, he shouldn't win the MVP. Like, Nikola Jokic is in the league. I mean, Shea is averaging 34, 6, and 6. I agree. He's been unbelievable this year. Luka's averaging 35. I agree. And I would have disagreed with the Luka topic until recently because they're also one of the hottest teams in the league. Granted, they are on a. They have lost two straight now, but they did. They were on an eight-game winning streak. Yeah, they're in, they're a top eight seed in the West now after sitting on the outside looking in and yeah. playing. Which sounds bad, but there's only a game between them and second. It's crazy the differential. <laughs> uh, the number two seed, who we got to talk about, the Cleveland Cavaliers, another team that's one of the hottest in the league. They're sitting at number two in the Eastern Conference, thirty-eight and nineteen, yeah. seven and a half games back from the Celtics. How about that game winner. From Max Struess. That was, was unbelievable. That was unreal. It was unbelievable. It's a heartbreak. It's a heartbreak. Oh, the Mavs, yeah. Yeah, it was a heartbreak for the Mavs. <laughs> Did you see the Go video of, oh, who was it? It was PJ Washington. Yeah. Because <laughs> he slams in that dunk. He's so excited. And then as yeah. soon as the ball goes in the rim, he throws his hands <laughs> on. It was weird. It was like a 2K. Yeah. I don't know. So that was funny. strange. Yeah, humbled but, so hard. But looking on the Western Conference side, you know, you got the leaders right now, Minnesota Timberwolves, Oklahoma City Thunder. They're both at 41 and 17. And then you got, you know, you, the Cavs are seven and a half games back. All the way seven and a half games back, it's seven teams. Mavericks are the eighth spot, and they're eight games back. It's just as big as a gap. Yeah. And to me, that just proves how much of on another level the Celtics really are this Or season. just the West is really good. The West is really good. I agree. But you, I'm giving love to both. I'm giving love to both. The West is ridiculous this year. The East kind of sucks. Uh, well, the way it's looking... They have like, I wouldn't say it sucks. Like, I think it's a lot of under. The East is always underrated. How about the Heat? Back in fifth, right? They're back. They're back in fifth. Five game winning streak. Eight and two. Their last ten. Jimmy Butler's been playing a lot better basketball recently. Yeah, no, nah, they're. We knew they were going to be in the mix. Ultra. They just happen to be waking up in the regular season. What a surprise! Scary. What a surprise! <laughs> they don't want to play in the. I'm telling you, it's because they don't want that eight seed this year. Because they know they got to play Boston. They don't want that. They saw Milwaukee first round. They said, "Hey, we could do it." No Giannis, but yeah. Which I don't know what's going on with the Bucks and Dame, as it seems like their PR is killing them recently. <laughs> they will not leave them alone. <laughs> Doc Rivers is on a world tour right now when it comes to quoting other people, you know, bashing on other people. 
Yeah, he's unreal. JJ Redick went off on him because of it. Everybody was mean, shitting on JJ, or not everybody, but uh, Patrick Beverly was shitting on JJ Redick. That went back and forth for a little bit there. That was. I think JJ Redick's right. Doc he Rivers is right. needs to shut his mouth. Coach so basketball, many excuses. dude. Yeah, exactly. You got one of the best teams in the league. It's too hard. He's trying too hard to be a celebrity. Like, go win a chip, and then yeah. you won't have it's to. because he just got off ESPN. He was I just. Know. He was just announcing games just a couple months ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He got used to that media side of life. He needs to get back to coaching ball. Yeah. Because they're lucky they're only at they're at the three seed. Yeah. They could easily be in fifth. But yeah, Bucks are sitting at three. Knicks, they've kind of hit a losing spill. Spiel losing three of their last seven. But, you know, no Julius Randle, no Gianna Nobi. They've yeah. been down, man. They've been banged up. They have. Philadelphia 76ers, like we talked about, they've been down. Joel Embiid, one of the best players in the league. When's he back? Um, he's getting reevaluated next week, but reevaluated. Yeah. We'll see when he comes back. But the Sixers are, you know, they're sitting at the sixth seed right now, 33 and 25, 13 games back. What's a team that, as a Boston fan, you would hate to see in the first round? You're talking about how the Heat don't want to see you guys in the first round, but who do you not want to see in the first you round? You know, I hate, to, I hate to say it because I do think we own them and I think we would end up winning the series, but it's Philadelphia. Yeah. Because as the track it's looking right now, they're, it's looking like they could easily fall into that eight spot. Especially if Joe They're 13 games back. They're tied with Miami for the five. Orlando and the Pacers are each half a game back of Philadelphia. Yeah. Half a game. That's nothing. Now, after that, you got nothing to worry about because then you got the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. 19 games back. It's a big gap. Yeah, they're terrible. So it's, it's, it looks like we know who's going to be in the playoffs this year, but we still got the plan. Seven and eight play the eight and nine. One of those teams, Bulls, Hawks, as it's looking right now, are going to get an opportunity to pull off some upsets. Yeah. But it's looking like the Magic and the Pacers are going to be those bottom two teams, but we'll see when Embiid comes back. If he doesn't come back for a few more weeks, they're going to be in that eight spot in a couple weeks. I promise you that. Yeah. I mean, the Pacers, the Magic, they're, they're good young, young teams. Paolo Bancaro had his first all-star appearance this year. He's really good. He's, he's, really he's good. a superstar. Yeah. Tyrese Halliburton, superstar. Halliburton, Pascal Siakam just got rid of Buddy Heald. So we'll see what they end up doing with that. But they'll they'll have a good future. They're really good players, but it's probably not their year. Where it gets really dicey when those seven and eight seeds is the Western Conference. You know, I'm gonna list every single name in the Western Conference that's in the top ten spots. Cause like I said, with the top eight teams in the East, we know about the top ten in the West. Except it's just more competitive down there. Minnesota Timberwolves, Oklahoma City Thunder, Denver Nuggets. L.A. Clippers, New Orleans Pelicans, Phoenix Suns, Sacramento Kings, Dallas Mavericks, Golden State Warriors, and the L.A. Lakers round out the top 10. It's looking like those are going to be the 10 teams competing in the playoffs and in the play-in come April. As the Utah Jazz, four games back at the Lakers. They're not out of it, but I think down the stretch, the Warriors and the Lakers keep winning games. Mavericks keep winning games that you know might be too late for the Utah Jazz. Yeah, But it's scary. The last four teams I listed in the play-in right now, Sacramento Kings, Dallas Mavericks, Warriors, and the Lakers, those are four teams that, you know, in my opinion, I think can be threats to make the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, Every all... single one of those teams. And I don't think it's the Warriors here, but I would – the other three have – yeah. I mean, I really like the Kings still. I know they aren't as good as they were last year. They were year, a top three seed last year. Yeah. No, they're not as good, but they got the same exact team. Yeah. And they're, I think, they're I mean, a threat in the playoffs. They have a good the team, team. They got De'Aaron yeah. Fox. Especially with DeMond experience now. leading the way. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully you don't have to play Steph the first round of the playoffs again. 
that's something you don't want to see if you're <laughs> a young team like the Oklahoma City Thunder or the Minnesota Timberwolves. I could see upsets in both of those series. If, let's say, the Thunder have to play the L.A. Lakers. Or, like, OKC has to play Phoenix or something. Yeah. Like, I'm picking Phoenix to win that all series. Those, all those teams <laughs> I just named are all – couple games apart from each other max clippers three games back after those top four teams there was a three and a half game gap between the uh clippers nuggets and the pelicans and Suns, kings and etc you think the pelicans slip uh i do think think the pelicans slip finish top five but i i was saying it last night because i was watching zion dominate (laughs) and they have a really good team they do they've had a really good team I mean, Zion, B.I., C.J. McCollum, Herb yeah. Jones is a good player. Yeah. He's a good two-way player. Valanchunas is a good two-way player. Have they all played? Yeah, I mean, they've like, been playing. They've been healthy. Yeah, Zion's they're all been playing healthy. tonight. Yeah, they're all, they are healthy. Wow. They're really I've never healthy. understood why the New Orleans Pelicans could never figure it out. I mean, they averaged tw- 22, 22, 19, well, and 14. I mean, I'll tell you why. It's, I mean, it's their defense. Yeah, no defense. I mean, it's still better than the teams that are below them, but it's not as good as the teams above them. And, I mean, their offense isn't perfect. Average 116 a game. That's middle of the pack. It's middle of the pack. We'll see what they end up doing there. I'll be very interested. I feel like Zion eventually is a guy that gets out of there just because he's got too much talent. He's been – let me tell you though, New Orleans Pelicans PR—they've been cooking Stephen A. The last yeah, few days. I know you saw that. that. Yeah, that video was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, the response to him the second time was amazing. You'd have to check it out. Yeah, and Stephen A. dropped a ten-minute response video. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> they were going back and forth for quite <laughs> some time. But you know, trying to stay on topic here, listen all of those teams' names. I think we could both agree that the favorite should still be the Denver Nuggets. Do you agree with that? Or disagree? Yeah, I mean, with I mean Jamal Murray missed. He missed some time. Yeah, yeah. I think if he didn't, they'd be probably the one seed. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I still think they're like they should probably be the Celtics Nuggets. Like, you know. yeah. Well, that honestly, as of right now, that's what I think we see come June. I think we see Celtics. That Nuggets. would be fantastic. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> we should have got it last year. If my boys didn't sell. Go down 0-3, sell game seven. But that's a topic that I won't get into. Yeah. As we got a better team now with Porzingis, Drew Holiday. I just saw Drew Holiday announce that he's going to compete with Team USA this summer in the Olympics. It's exciting. Yeah, very exciting. Um, but outside the Denver Nuggets, I would probably put the LA Clippers in there maybe too. But they've been struggling since the All-Star break. And I think it's because they're all veterans. And they're all old guys. But that's why I don't think they should be the favorites because come playoff time, who are you taking the prime Nuggets or guys that are just leaving in their prime? Yeah. If you got a team of that caliber five years ago, they're the best team of all time. Who is the biggest threat in the West? You know, who can make that big run come playoff time? Because there's teams all over the place. And I'm curious who you're outside of Denver? Outside of Denver. It could uh, be anybody. Yeah, I mean the West will be incredible come playoff time. Some fans will not want to miss. I don't I don't know who can run away with it because I really Well, no one's gonna bully, run away with it. Not run away with it, but I'm a true believer in the Denver Nuggets getting out of the West again. Yeah. I mean, I really am. I just don't see teams beating them in a seven-game series. Mm -hmm. But I'm excited to watch OKC. Yeah. Yeah. I like that team, man. I like Chet. I like Shea. You must be a Jalen Williams fan. I mean, you know me. I'm a Thunder fan. Yeah. (laughs) Lou Dort. Yeah. They're a good team. 
They're which, a good team, but they have no one on the, the team last. outside of Shane Chet that, you know, the na- you hear the names and they pop out. You know, they're like, oh, my gosh. I mean, Jalen Williams is averaging 19 this year. No, I'm not. That's what I was saying. You know, 19, 4, and 5. Like, that's really good. That is really good. He's taking it, he's taking it to another level. Chet's year. averaging 17. I just think eight. come playoff time, I think they're a great team. I think they play some of the best basketball in the league. And they play great That's defense. why they're so good. Play they play defense. the right way. Yeah. They do got to they, – they, they play do team defense. defense. I mean, I just think – I don't know. I think they're a couple years away. I think they yeah. still got room to improve, and I think if they run into a team like the Phoenix Suns, if they run into a team like the LA Clippers, even the Dallas Mavericks, I think, think that would be a crazy series. Just because yeah. you got Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving on a team, the offense is going to be there. Yeah. I don't care what you say; it's going to be there. They can I'm just, beat you. I'm excited to see how good Shea is because you know, like yeah. we all know how good he is, but like we've never seen him in a playoff. And it goes atmosphere. to again, like I said, you know, who are you taking, Shea or Luka? Honestly, I've seen <laughs> what Luca can do in the playoffs. Yeah. I know you've seen it too. I'm taking Luca. They had that time off, didn't make it last year. I wouldn't be surprised. Now, I'm not a fan of the Mavericks, a team that can go all the way. I don't think they got the team to do that. But, you know, with how competitive the West is, it's hard to get, to, nevertheless, the Western Conference Finals, but even the second round. It's going to be hard to win a series in the Western Conference this year in the yeah. playoffs. Yeah, it will be. It's going to be hard to get it out of, get out of the plan. They're still in the plan, sitting at the eight seed. Yeah, it's going to be ridiculous. But team to watch out for, I you know I got the Dallas Mavericks on there, got the L.A. Clippers on there. You know I think the Phoenix Suns are going to be a problem come playoff time. I'm not really a believer in the Warriors or the Lakers, honestly. I think they're threats because they got superstars. Yeah, but there's too much talent in the West. There's too much talent. If I had to rank the Western Conference right now, not by record, but by just who you know by Lance's list, right now. I can probably give it to you right now, off the top of my head. I'd probably go Denver Nuggets, and then I'd go LA Clippers, and then I'd go probably Phoenix Suns, and then I'd go Oklahoma City Thunder, and then I'd go Minnesota Timberwolves, and then I'd go Dallas Mavericks, and then after that, I'd probably go Sacramento Kings. I'd probably go Sacramento Kings there. After that, then we'd probably get into the area. I got Pelicans, Warriors, and Lakers left in the top 10. I'm probably taking the Lakers over the Pelicans just because it's LeBron. I know he's in year 21, but it's LeBron. It's AD. And then I'm taking the Pelicans and then the Warriors probably got a 10 just because I, if you've watched any Warriors basketball this year, it's just something's wrong. Yeah. And I don't think Steph Curry can carry. I think I didn't, I never liked the move trading Jordan Poole for Chris Paul. I never thought it made sense. No. And yeah, Jordan Poole's having a, one of the worst years in, out of anybody in the league. Anybody in the league. He got benched on the Washington Wizards. That's a low. That's a low of low. Yeah. But it was working. It was working, Golden State. And I didn't like that they tried to switch it up just to get Chris Paul. But that's just me. Yeah. I don't know. Eastern Conference will be interesting as well. I don't think it's as hectic as the West. Because, you know, we'll see when Joel comes back. We'll see when the Knicks get healthy. I know the Bucks look bad, and it's hard to trust a team when they've been struggling all year long. But come playoff time, you got Giannis and you got Dame. You still got Chris Middleton. You still got Brooke Lopez. You know they got the players. Yeah, they just need to they need to find a way to put it together. And I've seen it from the Celtics a couple years ago. Post All Star break, they were eleventh in the in the Eastern Conference, and I bl- I want to say they finished in the top three, top two. I want to say they finished second. Yeah. 
they went on an unbelievable run, and the Bucks have a team to do that same type of thing. They're 24-7 and seven at home. She's got to turn it around on the road. We'll see. Dan being lonely in Milwaukee. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah. He's lonely. <laughs> Doc Rivers and all his – if they can find a way to fix all that, they're going to be scary. <laughs> I think they're the biggest threat to the Celtics. But outside of that, I think it's – you know, I think it's the New York Knicks. Yeah. Really. New York Knicks, when they were healthy, they looked like a really good, well-rounded team. I mean, Brunson, Ananobi, and Julius Randle is – and I really like this. I think it's a slept on piece getting Bojan Bogdanovic from the Pistons. Yeah. Him coming off the bench is big for them scoring wise. Yeah. Yeah. You lose RJ Barrett, you lose Emmanuel quickly, guys like that to get Ananobi. But it seems like it just fits with their team really well. Yeah. And Jalen Brunson's that dude. It's time to start acknowledging it. Yeah. Jalen Brunson is that dude. He's a superstar. Yeah. He's a man that can put up anything you want him to any given night. Julius Randle, I'm still not a big fan of. But I love the addition of OG Ananobi. I love the Villanova trio with Julius, um, Jalen Brunson, Dante DiVincenzo, and Josh Hart. I really like that because both of those guys can, can start, can come off the bench depending on who you want to start. I think the Knicks are a big threat this year. Heat can never count them out. Cleveland Cavs, I mean, they're sitting at the two seed right now. They're hot. They're really hot. One of the hottest teams in basketball. Still probably got the best. They've got a really good court. team. I mean, Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell, it's a really good backcourt. You still got Evan Mobley and Jared Allen in your Evan front Mobley court. Looked, uh, looked, he's been playing better. What do you think of the Cavs? Am I sleeping on the Cavs? It's just tough because of what they did last year. It's tough yeah. to think they can compete. It is. I don't know. I mean, I think the addition of Max Drews is... Slept on? Yeah, it's worked out very well for them. Yeah. They needed the shooting. I mean, that fourth quarter, like, obviously, we talked about the game winner, but... He went five for five from three in that quarter yeah. alone. He had 15 yeah. points, won him the game. Single-handedly won them that game. He feels in the spot of Karis LeVert, honestly, at that three. Yeah, he's better. We'll see if it ends up working. He's better than Okora. I do think the Cavs like, can be a threat. Because they always give the Celtics a hard time, too. If, they, if that was ever a playoff series, yeah. they do. They give the Celtics a hard time. I think they just – I don't even – I don't want to say they match up well because I don't – Against us? Yeah. I think it's hard to say that anybody matches up yeah. well against us now just because of how good the starting roster is. Yeah. But last year, I would agree with that 100%. Yeah. Just that front I don't, court was huge. Like Jared Allen, I don't think, matches up with Porzingis very well. Like Porzingis. He can't guard on the perimeter. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's something Evan Mobley needs to be, though. He can and guard. He, yeah, you could say he could guard. He can play defense. But I don't know if he's there yet. I still don't think he, he's there yet, in yeah. my opinion. But He's young. Still a brilliant. A lot team, of people right? have a lot of faith in Evan Mobley. I mean, Jared Allen averages sixteen a game. Evan Mobley averages fifteen and a half a game. They both average ten boards. They're doing their part. Yeah, no, they're just, playing better offensively this since, season. And I hate this because I'm kind of being contradictive with my own ways with the way I say this. But this isn't the exact same topic as the just as the Jason Tatum MVP topic. Because did you see Brian Windhorst say the reason why people don't give him credit is because of how he played in the finals two years ago? They said he Brian Windhorst probably the most Pronounced, you know, analyst guy that guys that studies the NBA. He said that guys that vote for the MVP don't include him because of how he played in the finals. And I thought that was absurd. But anyways, I I can't put faith in this Cavs front court, especially until I see it in the playoffs. Because yeah. they got killed by the Knicks front court last year in the first round. It was mm-hmm. bad. It was ugly. The backcourt didn't play good either. I mean, you were, their the, team, the team as a whole didn't play got, great. Yeah, the game they got eliminated. But the thing that Donovan stuck out Mitchell to me was that they couldn't points. rebound the ball. 
And I thought that's what the Cavs should be able to should do well. be able to do well. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see. It's gonna be very interesting. They're tall, but they're just not big, you know. Evan Mobley's tall, but he's like Jason Tatum's backing down Evan Mobley. Yeah, he's way stronger. Just because he's yeah, he's strong. He's well, he's grown in size the last couple of years. Yeah, he there's a lot of people and that probably has a lot to there's do. There's not a lot of people that you know probably the centers that JT can't back down, but you know he's a skinny power forward. But just probably, you know guys like that is my point. Like Evan Mobley's not stopping shit unless they're under two thirty. You yeah. know, like well Tatum's not two thirty. It's probably two twenty. That's six eight. Yeah, but he's a he's he's very he's gotten a lot stronger. Yeah, this last year or two. Um, you know one one other thing I want to just bring up, just because you know, got the great opportunity of going to a Bulls game, checking out the Bulls practice facility, talking with Bulls coaching staff. You know, Zach Levine's out for the year. Yes, Lonzo Ball's been out for it seems like two years now. Yeah, there's a lot of problems with the Bulls that, you know. They have opportunities to fix once they once they get healthy again. It's just who knows when we're going to see that. Did you see, they shot six point eight percent from three the other night. Yeah, worst ever. Well, I they're think. not a three point shooting team, and now you take away Zach Levine. No, they're really not a three. Now they're really not game. a three point shooting team. Yeah, I'm surprised a game like that just started happening. Because outside of that, I mean, yeah, okay, Alex Caruso. I mean, Kobe White. After that, it's young guys. It's really young guys. Now the Bulls you got Nikola have, Vucevic. Without Levine, the Bulls could have like the worst team in the league. DeMar DeRozan <laughs> is a pure mid-range scorer. Yeah. He's still a guy that never adjusted to the modern game as he got older because he's not in his prime anymore. No. He's a mid-range shooter. He will always be a mid-range shooter. He's a good mid-range yeah. shooter. But he's a great mid-range with shooter. With the team they have, it's just it's always been a problem. I'm just very curious where the Bulls go from here. They have to It's I, been a very They have to rebuild, but they don't have pieces to they don't have pieces to get picks. They don't have you know, no one's given up a ton to get DeMar DeRozan. Or, yeah. I'd give up and I'd I give up something to get Zach Levine. I don't I is Zach Levine the type of guy you want to trade away though? Really. I think Zach Levine is a really good player. He's an all star. But at the same time, it's like at some point, like with the Justin Fields thing, you gotta part ways. At some it, point. I think it'd be best for both parties. I mean, I feel bad for Levine being there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just really excited. Wasting well, away a well now he's out for the year, so he can't even do nothing about it. Yeah. But I'm just really excited to see Lonzo Ball back in the court. He's finally started working out again. But they said he's still not even sprinting. He's not there yet. Probably won't be back till next year. Yeah. I mean, Zach Levine's making 40 mil a year. Tamar DeRozan's <laughs> making 28 mil. Lonzo Ball not even playing. He's making 20 mil. Vucevic making nine, 18 and a half. Yeah. Like, the guys that aren't making that much are playing all the minutes. Outside DeMar and Vucevic, Kobe White, Patch, or not even Patrick Williams. He doesn't play either. Alex Crusoe, Ayudasumu, Siobhan Carter, Dalen Terry, rookie guy. <laughs> we'll see what they end up doing. I mean, they got they got some cap space. Yeah, I don't know. Not a ton of space, but they got space. They're not up there like some other teams. Surprising with Zach Levine making forty million. It's just I think you want to hold on to Zach Levine, honestly. I think you still want to try and build around him. If you can get if you can get a big something big, obviously blown away. But I feel like Teams have yeah. already been doing that for years, trying to get Zach Levine. Yeah. I mean, it just sucks to see, kind of. Yeah. Like a, because you know the Bulls are one of those organizations. You yeah. Know? Very well known. Celtics, Bulls, like Lakers, yeah. like Knicks. You know, they're one of them. Yeah. I do think they'll be back sooner rather than later. You gotta assume, right? Yeah. I mean, watching any spring ball? Recently? I have not. 
I think I watched the very the first game. I think I watched the very first game between the Dodgers and the Padres. It's like a 10 0 final. I haven't so, watched another I saw one a since. It was like 20 to 10. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> Bad pitching. No, I'm not watching <laughs> spring ball, honestly. MLB is going to be fun, though. Dodgers are a super team. Yeah, we thought we've seen multiple super teams last year. <laughs> no. Dodgers are a super team. Yeah. I mean, they every the, single position. They probably have the two best pitchers in the league. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think they should turn Shohei into a relief pitcher. Let him play because he's going to play both sides. He's going to hit. Who's the other uh, kid they just got from Japan? Oh, I can't pronounce his name. Matasaka. Matasaka. But he's supposed to be. Ushimi. Yeah, he's supposed to be really good. <laughs> yeah. They paid him a bag. He's supposed to be like the best pitcher in the league. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. He hasn't played I mean, any yeah, MLB talent. Should I look it up real quick? All the moves Dodgers have made. They spent a billion dollars this offseason. <laughs> So it's got to be something worth looking up, right? <laughs> yeah. They, MLB needs a cap so bad. <laughs> they spent over a billion dollars alone on two players. Yeah. On Shohei Otani, giving him $700 million. It's crazy. And he's going to get $688 million of that in six, in what, six or ten years, whenever it is? Yeah. He's only going to get $2 million a year throughout these next few years. Yoshinobu Yamamoto. From Japan, he's getting $325 million, getting $27 million a year. Teoscar Hernandez getting $23 million. Lance Lynn, starting pitcher, $11 million. Clayton Kershaw, I guess you consider that free agency, $10 million. And now I'll just start naming off names. Jason Hayward, Joe Kelly, James Paxton, Enrique Hernandez, Shelby Miller, Ahmed Rosario. Mookie Betts? Mookie Betts was on the team. He's not on the team anymore? No, he is. These are free agents. <laughs> They're all free agents. This Their team was the already roster? insane. Th- these are free. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, these are free agents that they signed. I thought this was their roster. No, these are free <laughs> agents that they signed. That's why it's ridiculous. It's crazy. I'll, I'll go to the roster now. Let's go to their team spending. Yeah. Imagine if the NBA didn't have a cap space. I mean, they're, they're spending $2.7 that number can't be right. That's insane. I think it is right. I mean, it makes sense. They don't have a cap. The owners just have I've money never heard of anything players. like that in my life. $2.7 billion? If they don't win the World Series, it's ridiculous. No, no, this isn't right. That's definitely total, like, total contracts for all the years. We need to look at for the one year, what's their contract for this coming up year? Like, right now. I don't understand how it says 202 million. Eighth. Not even Mookie Betts is first this year. Because I get, yeah, they got Shohei under just the 2 million. Mookie Betts makes the most on the team 30 million. Freddie Freeman, 27 million. Glasnow, 17 and a half. Another guy they got in free agency. That doesn't count, though. Just because Yamamoto's only making 9 million this year. Must not be until the future. Yeah. I don't know. They're going all in. It's pretty crazy. The World Series. They're going all in. And if they don't win at all, I mean, a lot of people hate, me included, on how there's no cap in MLB. Yeah. How it ruins baseball. But, I mean, I feel like there's been different champions every year in baseball. Last 10 years. There's always a new champion. There was a, a, you know, the the Astros. The consistent is Astros. The Astros. That's it. And they cheated for for most of them. (laughs) For one one of them. them. All right. For the other one, they didn't. Technically, we still don't really know. No, they didn't cheat for the other one. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we keep up with baseball this year. That was this past World Series, right? The Astros? No. No. It wasn't. no. That was two ago. It was not. It was the Texas Rangers. Yeah. Beat the Arizona Diamondbacks. 
And the Rangers were like plus ten thousand. They were they were a really good team. Yeah, they were. They turned around and yeah, yeah. Now they had a crazy second half of the year. Yeah, we'll probably leave the podcast that this week. What you think? Yeah. Baseball. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I you know with weeks to come for people that are listening in, you know March Madness is right around the corner. Right around the corner. The best time of the year is right around the corner. NBA playoffs right around the corner. NFL drafts right around the corner. So we'll have plenty to talk about as a lot still goes on. NBA draft right around the corner as sports goes underway these next few months NBA draft. in spring. NBA draft. That's not till summer, yeah. but it'll be interesting. But, after, you know, Rob with that Billingham. being said, we'll, we'll leave it here. This is Lance's House Sports. I'm Lance Wyatt, and I approve this message. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>